Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in to Balloon Party, DBA, our town. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson, Virgin Pringle Sauce Boss, anti-618, anti-Illinois, anti-land of Lincoln is the way he actually officially right. terms it. Uh, you're listening to 101 ESPN. Man, it looks like uh, Randy Carricker and Dan McLaughlin filling in for uh, Michelle Smallman had uh, Aeneas Williams on. Oh, their show. Great, Aeneas Williams. Just always an outstanding interview. Could listen to that guy talk about anything. Oh yeah, one of the nicest guys. He used to work out at the gym I went to, and if you just you know said hi, Aeneas, he would be so nice and cordial. Great guy. He's superhuman. Right. Superhuman as an athlete. Superhuman as a person. Absolutely. I gotta go back and listen to that interview. Yeah. Is that correct, Mike? They had Aeneas on. Is that uh, is that accurate? Yeah, it looks like based on the text, people love the interview. Uh, you are welcome to uh, text into our presentation, 65780, 65780, the Air Comfort Service text line. And uh, feel free to uh, get involved with any questions, comments, thoughts, uh, compliments of the show. Uh, we also will read your, uh, co- what we call constructive criticisms. Well, yesterday, a gentleman said he was going to light his privates on fire instead of listening to the show. Right. So with, what, what we were able to do with that is go back to the boardroom and kind of go, okay, yep. we can work with that. Right. Um, so here's, here's what we have going on, uh, today. Jackson, uh, was attacked on the show yesterday Yes. for saying he really liked the under on the Billikens and the fighting explorers of LaSalle, who apparently hosted the Billikens at CBC's gym off Clayton road last night. <laughs> Seriously. And, uh, Jackson, I've got a final score here of 75, 57. The total was 143. And that means you're under shipped. I mean, yeah, it, you know, I, I'll take the apologies. You can send them in on the text line. Handwritten notes are accepted, but uh, just throw them in the text line so I can take a look. I'll appreciate the apologies when they come in. Um, did you know anything about LaSalle's offense? No, no, not a thing, actually. If I wouldn't known about the gym they were playing, I would have been more confident in it because I don't know how anyone – it is the weirdest-looking gym I've ever seen in my life. That was sal. It literally looked like a high school gym. Uh, the Billikens. I love. I saw what I saw because I don't know about the. I didn't know anything about LaSalle. Right. But I thought to myself, I think the Billikens are just in a spot right now where they're going to be beating up on teams like LaSalle. And yeah. I saw the number was at eight. And I'm watching the game, and I was hoping LaSalle could get it a little closer so the live number could drop down. And then I could get the Billikens minus six or so, and I could never get it down there. And it, it got to 12 and a half, and I got, that's not, I can't. Now, if I would have bet it, I would have won it, but at 12 and a half was a big number. And uh, I didn't play it, but the Billikens uh, cover. And now, 17 and six, and you monitor Joe Lenardi. Yep. And here's bracketology. And what's he got in the bracketology now? He's got them in his first four out, which sounds bad, but he wasn't on their radar as of last week. So. They're mounting their Sunday charge at the right time. Back-to-back game against the Bonnies. Yeah. The Bonnies here, the Bonnies there. Ah, yes, the Bonnies everywhere. Bonnies on Friday here, and then New York. (laughs) 
It is in New York. On Monday, Valentine's Day. Nowhere you would rather be than St. Bonaventure on Valentine's Absolutely. Day. Absolutely. And I think you're dead on with that, that they got beat up on the on the bottom teams in the A-10 to prove that. Because, I mean, their strength of schedule, and it's not their fault, but it's not the best. So you got to really whoop up on the teams like LaSalle, St. Bonaventure, if you want to, you know, make it into the tournament. And then possibly... You know, a deep run in the 8-10 tournament wouldn't hurt either. Uh, I, I took the under on the Billikens game and won some nice cash. Thank you for the tip, Jackson, you ass. So it's at first it kind of started It started what I would describe as gentlemanly. And uh, then at the end, unfortunately, it just took a little turn. Yeah. It just took a little turn. But you're starting to win. The, now, that was the 6-3-6. I don't think you're going to get many complimentary texts from the, the 6-1-8. No, 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 I will not. But, you know... I'll take what I can get, really. I mean, I, I haven't earned much, so I'll take uh, I'll take that. Well, they're not happy with me in the 217 this morning. You would think being on the radio, you would know what the previous show had on the air. That's from the <laughs> 217. Have a Quincy way? Um, Good question. No, I mean, it's, it, the observation in a vacuum is, is not only on target. I would describe it as astute. Uh, from 7 to 10, I'm hosting a show uh, on 105.7 HD2, TMASTL.com, YouTube.com slash TMASTL. Uh, so I am not able to listen right. Literally to Randy Carricker and Michelle yeah. Smallman, or as the case is uh, this week, Dan McLaughlin, because we're on at the same time. But in a vacuum, that, that statement would be correct. Like, hey, Tim, why wouldn't you know that they had Aeneas on? And what I would uh, reply to the... Uh, the texture from the 217 is, you are correct, you're right. Um, you would think, being on the radio, you would know what the previous show had on the air. However, I just got off the air on another show about, uh, oh, what, eight minutes ago. I'm, I'm the Ryan Seacrest of Hubbard, I've decided. Yeah, you're everywhere. everywhere. The Michael Strahan of Hubbard. <laughs> yeah, Shaq. <laughs> Shaq everywhere? Shaq's everywhere Seems in commercials. Yeah, Is he on a bunch of different shows, too? Well, he's on NBA and TNT. Right. I feel like he does like a web show. He DJs. He's, he's on DJing all the, Mardi Gras here Yeah, he does Louis. all the commercials. I mean, he is everywhere. And God bless him for it. Uh, Tim, I live in the 618. I kept my 314 number. Screw Illinois. That is from the 314. Uh, Jackson, let's uh, make our way. We'll, we'll keep your Missouri Tigers uh, third. Uh the game that I was most looking forward to last night was Illinois-Purdue. Right. Uh, and, and it kind of wound up being a blah because Illinois came out hot. I'm Fire. like, man, look at this. Yeah. Message sent here. Right. Message sent to a team that I think right now would be a nice little play if you were looking for an NCAA tournament winner in yeah. Purdue. Good future bet. But then things turned a little later in the first half, and Purdue kind of ran away and, and hit. Mackey, one of the toughest, maybe perhaps most underrated yeah, away game in college basketball. Yeah, I would. I mean, they and they the students love. They Purdue were basketball. fired up last night, Jack. Yeah, and they knew it was coming. And uh, to start like that, that's what impressed me most is the start because when you're in a hostile environment like that and you come out firing, it proves that you're not you know you're not afraid to go toe to toe. But Purdue is so good that in a you know 40 minute game they're going to prove that they're one of the best teams, if not the best team in the country. I kind of think. You know, I did the game I actually was most into, and I don't know how you couldn't be if you were watching it, was Auburn and yeah. wow. Arkansas, yeah. the atmosphere at Bud Walton Arena. Yeah. And I can't believe that they had never beaten a number one at Bud Walton Arena. They beat North Carolina with Jordan in 84. Really? But that, and they were number one, but that game was at Pine Bluff. Okay. I don't know how that happened from a scheduling <laughs> standpoint. Having done television in Little Rock, I'm familiar with the 
the area. Fayetteville is about two and a half hours to the northwest of Little Rock. And Pine Bluff, if memory serves, is about 45 minutes to an hour south-ish, if I'm correct. Uh, so they hosted Michael Jordan. I mean, can you imagine you're a student in Fayetteville? And you're like, yes, we're playing Michael Jordan and the right. number one Tar Heels. Oh, we've got to drive to <laughs> Pine Bluff. Uh, but that's what happened. That's the last time Arkansas beat a number one. They had never beaten a number one at, uh, at, at, at Bud Walton Arena. And they uh, and they, they they took down Auburn and the scene like right after the the dunk uh-huh. to end it with it with they they sh- they turned off the lights and shot out fireworks out the back. <laughs> I'm going, my goodness! Yeah, it was really cool. And then Musselman took his shirt off. The head coach Eric Musselman, uh, friend of the Jim Rome show. I remember growing up and listening to the Jim Rome show. Uh-huh. And it's like Muss is going to join us. <laughs> Coming up, rack him. Nine thirty. Can't wait to hear from Muss. <laughs> going, boy, man. What's he got going on? It's like me. Gabe's going to join us. <laughs> Can't wait to hear what Gabe has to say. Drink to Auburn. <laughs> Drink more Eagle. Uh, so, yeah, that was the game that was the most intense of all the ones that I watched because the slew game was never a sweat. Nope. The Illinois game wasn't a sweat once Purdue overtook them. And then Missouri, they were shooting threes. It's not a specialty of the of the of the team this year, Jackson. It is not. I know you not. like the 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 arrangement that they have at Vanderbilt with. The, I do, I do with the with the big, setup of the the floor. Lines, yeah. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse, Stack coaching the Commodores. Yep. But it wasn't to be for the Fighting Tigers. Nope, nope. They just, I mean, yeah, they they live and die by the three, and that it's won them a couple games, but really, it's been a a real issue for them. And I, I just I don't like personally that kind of offense. The two passes around the perimeter and chuck it. I like to get the ball inside, and from there you dish it outside, spread the defense around a little bit. But they'll find their. I hope that they'll find their footing next year. Have to hit the transfer pole next year, but it's been just an overall disappointment for Mizzou this year. As I said, talking about Gabe, actually, that uh, Gabe wrote something. DRManPowerMizzou.com, my compadre from uh, the University of Missouri Journalism School. Uh, looking at their schedule and how it kind of is light, relatively speaking, over the next five games, and that was including the game at Vanderbilt. And he said, man, if they go 4-1 and one, and then they kind of get in a spot where there are 13, 14 wins, maybe Conzo could come back. Uh, he had a different tone last night following the game. He was a little more criti- critical. Um, I don't know if that's because he felt like that's one he had to have if he was going to stick around. I don't know, but that was that was that was noticeable. Yeah. I don't think I think when it gets down to it, most people really aren't paying that much attention. They're yeah. just kind of like, okay, let's get to the off season and what's going to happen with the coaching staff. Right. This team is awful. Yeah. Um, guys, I love you. I just want to make sure someone says it today. That's from three one four in the six one eight. 314 forever. I pay zero attention to basketball in general. Checked in on the Illinois game last night on the off chance they won and to increase anticipation for today's show. Alas, it wasn't meant to be. That's from the 636. Um, hey, are you guys going to be breaking down high school basketball? You guys have a pension for talking about things that no one cares about. That's, That's from right. the 618. <laughs> um, good morning, fellas. I know we may give you guys a bunch of crap, but that's part of the initiation. You guys are doing a really good job. Keep up the good work. That's from the 314. How about that, Jackson? How does dad, that make you feel? My dad's busy texting this morning. <laughs> Is he texting in? No. I mean, based on all these compliments, it seems like he might be. I haven't read the number, but... Rome, LOL, phenomenal, epic take. Give yourself a tongue, rack them, 
Let's go to Oliver in St. Louis. Thanks. That's from the 314. <laughs> I haven't listened to Jim Rome in a while. I saw him pop up on the sidelines at Arrowhead before the Chiefs and Bengals. Yeah, I saw that too. That was uh, is He He doesn't usually do sideline stuff. I think it? they do try to do some cross-promotion for his show, which is simulcast on CBS. Okay. When they have the AFC Championship. And maybe they did it for the Super Bowl as well. Because I feel like that's the last time I saw him. But his show is simulcast on CBS Sports Network. I was randomly watching The Longest Yard. Not the Burt Reynolds one, but the Adam The Sandler. Brian Burwell one. Right, with Burwell in there. Uh, Sam Farmer, too. Uh, and Jim Rome is doing like uh, like the pregame stuff, and he's great in it. It really made me laugh. <laughs> it was great. He, uh, he did pop up at Arrowhead Stadium, but uh, he is, uh, he, yeah, he's simulcast. I just don't listen to it anymore. Yeah. Still killing it. Oh, Guy yeah. owns a bunch of horses. He's done really well for himself. Really? God bless him. Yeah, and that's a, is he, is he based out of New York? Is that where? L.A. Oh, he's okay. L.A. through okay. and through. Gotcha. Uh, Tim, I do think you guys are doing a solid. It's like people are coming clean. Hey, listen, I... I have, even though I feel like for many of you, you have never even heard of me, which is kind of nice. So I could theoretically completely change when I come down the hallway here and have a totally different, uh, I clean up my act. Finally clean up my act. Right. We buttoned it up. I noticed that my parents give me feedback on this show. It's like they're proud that I'm on a real (laughs) station doing a real show. And I've been doing this show that's been on for 18 years and we kind of don't talk about it. You know, (laughs) it's like, we know what you do. And whatever, it seems like it's going well, but we don't really talk about it. Right. Uh, but they will talk about the 101 show. Uh, so, yes, uh, the, 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 I appreciate it. But it's part of part of doing the show that we do from 7 to 10 is to essentially get our asses ripped for three hours. So right. um, feel free. Nothing <laughs> yeah, new. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Seriously, now I'm, now I'm swimming in my comfortable waters. Uh, you can uh, rip our asses. 65780, the Air Comfort Service text line. Uh, coming up on the presentation, Jackson, what did you have here? You had something that really got me going that you sent over. Mm. And, I, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of uh, Jackson's questions that he sends over. What do we got going on here? Um, oh, yeah, this is nice. A trader signing for the Cardinals, Blues, or Rams that you thought would work but ended up going poorly. I want to continue with the theme on the show of talking about being wrong. Love it. Because I think it's just lacking. Yeah. Probably lacking in general in radio. Broadcasting. Not just radio. Everything. Podcasting, television, radio. I'm going, okay. I really thought that this was going to work and it didn't. Or I really thought that this was not going to work and it did. Uh, in per- hey, listen, this is our little truth. This is our treehouse. Yeah, our treehouse of truth. Yes. Balloon party. Our, our one hour of sophistication. Uh, at least relevant to what relative to what we do from 7 to 10. So I'll pose this question before we throw to our uh, first commercial break of the show. Is there a trade, and for the sake of keeping it relatively new, since 2000, Cardinals, Rams, Blues... Or even a coaching hire for Missouri, Illinois, St. Louis, you yeah. that you really were on board with at the time that didn't work out, or that you were really against at the time that did work out. I have one that immediately comes to my I mean instantaneously, um, and I think it actually led to a championship. Uh, we'll have that for you coming up on the other side of the break. You're listening to Bloom Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Balloon Party, DBA, our town. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson, who does not like you in Illinois. Yep, that's right. Here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Jackson posing this question, sending it over last night. 
trade slash free agent signing, and we're going to start at 2000. Trade slash free agent signing that in the moment you liked and didn't work out, or trade slash free agent signing that at the time you hated but then worked out. Now, I see you over there giggling. Why are you, gi- are you sitting on a feather again? What's no, going on? No, What's the I, problem? I saw something on Twitter that made me giggle, so. Thanks for paying attention to the show. I'm this Jackson, 65780. Give him a piece of your mind. Yeah, give it to me, please. This guy's not even paying attention to the show. He's <laughs> looking at he's looking at GIFs on Twitter and yeah. giggling. <laughs> and I'm over here, and what I'm doing is I'm flat, up ho- flat out hosting a show. That's what right. I'm over here doing. Right, fighting through it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I know exactly what you're giggling about, and I can't wait for the Sports Center update. Oh man! Um, I have to tell you, I think we've gotten a consensus already in in the text line on the the trade that it seems like got everybody going. Um, and now that the person has, and now that I've seen it so many times. I, I think that this might wind up winning, but text in for those of you just joining us if anything stands. Because what I want to try, I want to try to create honesty in media. You know what this is now? This is Balloon Party, DBA Our Town, DBA Honesty in Media. Honesty in Media, yes. We're a truth <laughs> circle. Yeah, exactly. We get in here and well, take I'm our truth it like serum. it is, guy. <laughs> exactly. That's what I am. God, I hope I'm never tell it like it is, guy. Even though I am telling you what I really think. I just don't want to be that guy. Right. Um, so... The one that came to mind, and I actually saw the text, and I want to I want to credit the person who sent it in. I think sent it in first. We've gotten a billion texts already on it. But Honest Avenue, who I believe texted in yesterday, yeah. I thought Colby Rasmus had a great future here. I was pissed when he was traded, but that bullpen hall won the 2011 World Series. That's from Honest Avenue, and that is the one that I was thinking of. Yeah, 100%. Now, I guess I could have theoretically given a hint because I said I think it wound up winning a championship. I don't think you could have not been on board with the Marshall Falk trade, for example, that you can say won a championship in 2000. Um, I can't imagine too many people were unhappy with the O'Reilly development leading into the uh, 2018 and then eventually the 2019 uh, Cup. And I don't know if there would have been one in 2006 that people wouldn't have been on board with at the time because the Cardinals were coming off of great years in 2004 and 2005. They just were kind of flopping around at 2006. And the only guy they brought in, I think, was Ronnie Belliard. Yeah. And then a bunch of guys who had been DFA'd and Preston Wilson and right. uh, Jeff Weaver wound up being a key guy. So if by process of elimination, if somebody were really putting that much thought into this, which I know is not the case, uh, the 2011 trade. And it's not because I was necessarily super high in Colby Rasmus. Um, it was because I'm just like, who are these guys? Corey Patterson? Octavio Dotel? This guy whose name I can't pronounce? Mark Zipchinski? Yeah. Um, who am I leaving out? Who am I leaving out? There was another name in there. Octavio Dotel Dotel. and Zipchinski were the two ones that made the most significant impact, for sure. It was huge. And, I'm, and I just, I, I, the, here's the reason why I didn't like the trade. If you recall, you got to be into the weeds on this stuff, but I'm in the weeds. The trade was made a couple of weeks before the deadline. And so I thought, I think this is what colored my opinion of it. I thought it was Colby Rasmus and his dad, who I knew were sideways with Tony LaRussa, 
kind of getting what they want, the Cardinals buckling and not getting enough of return. That was the reason I didn't like the trade. It's not like I was really thinking much of Zipchinski or Dotel. Furthermore, I don't think too many people at the time of the trade were considering the Cardinals a championship contender. You have to take yourself back to the in the moment of the whole uh, acquisition and or shipping off of of Colby Rasmus. But without question, they do not win the World Series if they don't make that move, double negative. In other words, they win the World Series because of that trade, and I was totally against it. And because I have been on the radio now since 2002, and TMA has been on since 2004, um, all of this stuff is, is archived. At the same time, I have been right on a few things that at the moment were not popular. People love, now I bet a lot of you might not want to say this, but people love the Dexter Fowler signing in the moment. Yeah, I was, that was going to be like my, like the default answer is almost always Dexter Fowler. In the moment, in the moment. I remember having that conversation the morning, and I remember having a conversation the night he signed with the Cardinals. And to give a little background on what was going on in that, I like to go with these kind of mini 30 for 30s on Balloon Party, DBA, Our Town, DBA, Honesty of Media. And he didn't want to come here. He didn't. Um, and so he was looking at, if memory serves, going to the Giants or going to the Blue Jays. And so in order to get him to come here, because the Cardinals really wanted Adam Eaton, that's who they really wanted to be, their leadoff oh. outfielder. Oh, yeah. you didn't know that. I like no. when I'm sharing information, no, that's news. little stories that people don't know. That's in my mini 30 for 30. That would have been cool. But he had been traded, if I'm not mistaken, either went to the Nationals or he went to the White Sox. That's, that's who was involved in the deal. And it was this monster haul in the trade. And I think the Cardinals thought, wow, that's the, that's the cost of doing business this offseason. We know we need a leadoff hitter. We know we need um, an outfielder. And we lost our guy. And that's a problem. And so we're going to jump on the Dexter Fowler train. And if you remember, Dexter Fowler in that offseason was, I don't want to say he was the, it wasn't like the Bryce Harper, Manny Machado offseason, but at the time he was a prized free agent. Absolutely. Top three in that offseason. He really for sure. was. For sure. Because the Cubs are coming off winning the World Series and he had a strong postseason. I think he led off game seven with a home run for the Cubs. And so I, just, I remember saying, I'm like, everybody's excited about it, but he's, and it's not. I, I got to know him a little bit. I don't want to make it sound like we became friends by any means, but I liked him. I know he wasn't popular here, but I liked him as a guy. Uh, we would talk quite a bit at spring training about golf. He's big into golf, and I just thought he's he's an above average outfielder who is riding the equity of the Cubs team accomplishment and his moment in the postseason. And therefore, his value is inflated, and the Cardinals were the team, the team I cheer for, just, just overspent on somebody who they're not going to get proper return on. I know this sounds like I'm really calculating weird things on the fly, but that was my mindset. Mm -hmm. And it actually took me back to a name that has been uh, included in the text that I've seen, uh, Tino Martinez. Mm. Somebody said the one that I really liked was Tino Martinez. Um, and then obviously that didn't work out. And to me, the Tino Martinez, Dexter Fowler parallel is almost exactly the same, minus the fact that the Cubs won the World Series and the Yankees lost the year before. That was the only difference. Then the Cardinals overreacted to something. 
case of the Martinez thing, Mark McGuire retiring by fax, and they thought, oh my God, we've got to get somebody. Tino Martinez had a huge World Series for the Yankees, famous home run off BK Kim, and that was their solution. But in the, in the moment, I didn't hate that. And I didn't hate the follower thing. I just thought this isn't. There was like a 95% approval rating. I put out a poll on Twitter, and I yeah. think like a couple thousand votes. And I was excited. You I were excited? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just not on board. All right, let me read uh, some of the text. Do you do you have one, uh, Jackson? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not going to be like a, one that led to a championship or anything. But in, back then, I was uh, one of the world's biggest Rams fans when they were in St. Louis. And I thought the Nick Foles move was going to be a, a, a big move for the Rams. I thought after years of Bradford either getting injured or I being can see that. I can see that. It sounds dumb now, but I, I can see it in the moment. You right. have to take yourself back to the moment. I mean, he was coming off of that streak where he had all those touchdowns with no interceptions. I said, that's going to be great. There's some good weapons on the team. I think that he can do something with it. And I remember a game at Lambeau Field against the Packers. He got destroyed by two guys. It would have been roughing the passer a couple years later. But he got destroyed ever since then. He was he never looked the same on the Rams. Of course, he won a Super Bowl with the Eagles years later. But I thought that was going to be an awesome move and could possibly get them in the playoffs, and I was wrong. It's a nice play. Kind of an obscure play, but a nice play. The one that I'm seeing the most in here is Ryan Miller. Yeah, I got a text about that, actually. That's that's the one, and that, that had people fired up. That was 2015. And there's so many series over the last about – decade, but I feel like you can go back further than that, where the Blues were tied 2-2 in a series with Game 5 at home and would lose it. Mm. And if I'm not mistaken, that's exactly what happened in 2019 against the Stars. They were tied 2-2 with Game 5 at home. It was a Friday night game, and they lost it. And then people are like, oh goodness, here we go. You figure it's going to be a Sunday afternoon execution because that's what would happen. You lose on the Friday night, day off, and then oftentimes game six would be Sunday afternoon and it's this execution. But then they won on Sunday and then that set up the Pat Maroon game winner in double overtime in game seven. But in the Ryan Miller game five against the Blackhawks, if memory serves, there were a couple of goals where it was just like, oh boy. This is trouble, and <laughs> this trade is not working, and then the Blues are going to lose to these guys, and this is a whole thing. Right. It's Because the stay was so brief in St. Louis, yes, I can see how people may not necessarily have that at the forefront of their mind, but that is a nice play, and that's the one that I think I've seen the most. Mark Mulder brought up. Mulder, you know, I had Mulder on the podcast, and he said the thing about it, I loved playing in St. Louis. I was never healthy. I was never healthy. And if you look at his numbers in 2004, the year before he came over to the Cardinals with the A's, the first half, I don't know if there was a better pitcher in baseball than Mark Mulder with Oakland. But the second half, his numbers were okay, but there was a clear difference between the first half and the second half, and he was damaged goods. And so a lot of people were thinking that he was going to have a huge year. And win total-wise, he did, but he felt like he was just never right. And that was a sad ending to a guy who had a really nice career going. Um, let's see what else we got. Drew Locke. I, I bought into the Drew Locke hype train. Well, he was good at Missouri. Maybe this person's talking about in the NFL. Yeah, with Denver. Because, yeah, he was certainly real good with Missouri. It's just, uh, yeah, sometimes it doesn't translate. And Mizzou has a history of breeding Backup quarterbacks that play, in, but they play in the NFL for a long time. Blaine Gabbert, uh, Chase Blaine Daniel. Gabbert, Chase Daniel, 
Drew Locke heading uh, that way. The Marcelo Zuna trade. Uh, really would like to have Alcantara and uh, Gallon back. Colby Rasmus trade at least brought us a championship. Uh, that's from the 636. Uh, let's see. Edwin Jackson was the name I wasn't including the Colby Rasmus trade. Right. I apologize on that. Uh, I like the Andrew Miller signing when it was made. It didn't work out that great. That's from the 618. I didn't really love that one. It's kind either. of the similar reasoning yeah. from my... I, I, Thoughts on Fowler, just a, a name, but not necessarily putting up numbers that right. would equate Recency to bias. the yeah, yeah yeah prisoner of the moment stuff. Right. Uh, Tim Tino Martinez was a jackass. Thanks. <laughs> it's in the six one eight. I remember interviewing him at spring training, you know, months after he had signed with the Cardinals, and we were talking about his time with the Yankees, and he kept saying we, which is which is actually not that weird because players will talk about even if they're with a different organization. Oh yeah. yeah. We, we won the championship. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I said, oh, I noticed you talk about the Yankees. You're still saying we. And he was really irritated that I called. <laughs> and it, in, in hindsight, I'm kind of like, oh, my question was a little out of line because he was on the team. It is a we. Right. But, you know, but the fact that he was defensive about it turned out to be a tell. Right. And then I remember interviewing from to television a few months later. And I said, have you found a restaurant? I don't even know if we were on camera yet, if we had even started. This was like a sit-down interview. I said, have you found a, a favorite restaurant? He goes, here in St. Louis? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. yes. He goes, I don't know. Some, I don't know. Cafe Napoli, maybe? And he's just like bothered by the <laughs> fact that I thought that there might be a restaurant he would like in this area of three plus million people. Just trying to keep I it I recognize light. it's not, you know, Nobu in Tribeca. Sure. But, you know. Have you found anything? I yeah. mean, it's not all, you know, strip malls. We do have some stuff here. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Adam Wainwright. Wow. But that was, so is he talking about when they acquired him from the Braves organization? Yeah. Well, where else would it be? Well, Has I'm he saying, been moving around that I wasn't aware of? Well, he was so young when they acquired him. I know. You know. I mean, that deal was not necessarily considered the Wainwright deal. If anything, it was considered the J.D. Drew deal. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Because yeah, so, Drew was leaving St. Louis. Yeah, so it'd be kind of like, it'd be tough to, if you were tracking him, I guess. But otherwise, it's like kind of... I guess, yeah, J.D. Drew more so. Uh, Jake Long to the Rams. That'll, that should resonate with you. Yeah. yeah he but, was I'm, done by then. Right. right. Uh, Roman Turek. Uh, let's see. Was wrong about Craig and Kelly for Lackey. Now, what were you wrong about? Because, honestly, that's one of my favorite trades. Not because of the baseball element, but because it was so clear that, unfortunately, Alan Craig was done. Mm-hmm. That the car, I loved that the Cardinals, from a business standpoint, were unloading that contract. Yeah. That's what I, I remember saying that the morning after that 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 trade. I didn't expect Lackey to be as good as he was, and he wound up being the Cardinals' best starter the rest yeah, of the way. Definitely, but it, Kelly wound up. I mean, of the of the three players, Kelly clearly was the most valuable going yeah. forward. Um, but I just love that the Cardinals unloaded a contract that was just going to be a monster problem. Uh, Tim Paul Korea signing thought it was a steal, but he never regained. His uh, Hall of Fame skills as a blue, that is correct. Greg Holland, nice play, sneaker play, sneaker play, just an absolute debacle. Uh, what about A.J. Prezinski? Because he had a, a weird track record from his previous organization of kind of being a clubhouse issue, but he was a good he was a good addition to the Cardinals. Yeah, he was. He was. He actually played a good amount in that year. Yeah. Um, let's see. 
Uh, don't forget the Blues were the first team in like 70 years to win a Stanley Cup with a losing record at home during the postseason. That's from the 636. There's a nice little fun fact. For a little tidbit. I like a nice fun fact. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, guys, I was really excited when the Cardinals hired Mike Matheny as manager. That's from the 417. Yeah, and that excitement will have continued for couple of years when they were going to NLCS and World Series, but eventually petered out. Yeah, I think the thing that started the issues was being up 3-1 on the Giants and yeah. then losing that series. I and then that the, was, the way it ended, too. That was, I think, what's uh, surrounded. All right, we got a break. Uh, it is 1038 in St. Louis. You are listening to Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. You did it. You went after it. I had to give it a try. I had to give it a try. The confidence level, though, was, was like Ron Burgundy reading the teleprompter. Good night, San I no- Diego. I noticed that there was a little... You knew you were going to have trouble with it, but then you invited the audience to feel your lack of confidence by finishing it with that inflection that said... I don't know if I'm right. Right, exactly. I I was pretty confident in it before, but then I wrote it and it's just like, ooh, Toropchenko? That's from Toropchenko. It's not as fluid as it probably should sound. The the one I really the words I really struggle with are the French Canadian names. Those give me. You know, uh friend of the program, <laughs> an executive producer, Mike Ryder, uh, came in while you were conveying the name so oh, confidently boy. during your these are 10 names from the game of hockey oh, who boy. i would say every human being much less hockey fan would be able to pronounce what about the 618's favorite son action jackson uh this gentleman was a superstar with the pittsburgh penguins he is now an owner of the franchise uh, n- number one, Re- Mario Lemieux. He's kind of he's kind of writer. I because I, I'm kind of like, I think it's more of a long A in the first name. Oh, uh, <laughs> Mar. How how can my A? <laughs> like drag it on. Mario Lemieux. Oh, so it's like how New Yorkers pronounce Mar- Mario. That's yeah, how my- I, I think he's from Staten Island. <laughs> uh, all right, number two on the list. Oh, boy. He played with him. And I think he's still playing. Him and Julio Franco still play. He, uh, that J in front definitely isn't a J, so I'm going to say it's a Y. Yarmir Jaeger? <laughs> Yarmir Jaeger. Final answer. I feel badly. Now I actually feel bad about this. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to go. Yarmir Jaeger. Okay. You have, right. you have, are you familiar with his work? Not at all. So you can text in at 65780. It's the Air Comfort Service text line. This is going to be, if, if this doesn't go well. No, I, I know, the, I know, you know this, this one. one. The Moose, Mark Messier. All right. I feel like we're back on track. Uh, it's not going to go well from here on out. Uh, this gentleman had a moment that lives forever in St. Louis Blues history. Uh, Wayne Gretzky was handling the puck in the neutral zone and unfortunately got away from him. This took place in 1996, Game 7 at Joe Louis Arena. Steve Yazerman? <laughs> Steve Yazerman, final <laughs> Steve Yerman? 
Yep. It's <laughs> this is this is the final step for me becoming the face. This is like the bad era though, the WWE where the guy that people don't really like becomes the face. By default. Uh yeah, Steve. <laughs> Good grief, man. That's from the 636. Uh, where do you find this piece of work? That's <laughs> from the 314. I like that. <laughs> you might be DBA piece of work. That's not bad. I'm a 618er and Jackson, you are worthless. I've got an easy one for you. You've got the text inbox in front of you. The Air Comfort Service text line. Uh boy. Oh no. Oh my God! I've never seen. I've never. I've, I've been hosting TMA for 18 years, and I've never seen a text line like this. Oh my God! I, I have to actually scroll down to find the text that came in two seconds ago. Yeah, they're coming in too fast. Pavel, you did, what you did do a mic. Pavel Burr. Tim, are you doing open auditions after the show? Thanks to the 618. Guys, is this Jackson kid like 11? Pretty close. Jackson's as useful as a football bat. That's from the 217. Oh my God, please make this a recurring segment. That's from the little Dutch boy. All right, let's go this back. This is to... just sad. That's from Mr. Smith. Oh, We're right. out of time. I mean, I want to, and the thing is. I don't. I don't want to waste these. Yeah. I mean, I think my favorite was the. What was it? The Yazerman? Is that what you said? Yeah, I mean it's Y Z E R M A N. Trying to do it phonetically. Yeah, Jagerd him. You did Jager him. Jager bombed him. Uh, yeah. Mm. I don't know that. Uh, Where did you find this cran eater? That's a good one. <laughs> Guys, he's trolling us, right? That's from the six three six. Get this BS off the air. It's from the three. Now people are mad at you. <laughs> it's perfect. This is what had to happen. You hated me, so I presented you to somebody you could hate more than me, and therefore the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. It's complete. Oh man. I have to tell you, I'm actually alarmed. A lot of these are really hard. <laughs> when you don't watch hockey growing up, that it's like I, I, you know, you hear somebody say, "I knew Mark Messier." And I'm gonna take that as a W. Half, half glass, half full. Right now, I got. You're Mark actually Messier. gonna come out of this saying you won. You are the winner, is what you're saying. I got. I'm gonna give myself one and a half because I think <laughs> Mario Lemieux. I got. So I'll take one and a half. Mark Messier and Mario Lemieux. I'm gonna say still say Mario. I don't like the sound of Mario. Sorry, Mr. Lemieux. Didn't he call it the NHL Garage League once? Uh, Guys, does Jackson realize that he is on a sports show? That's from Oakville Joe. I just just found that out, actually. Uh, Jackson, buddy. Beer's on me today at OB's. Love you. That's Al, and he's in Dadeville. Yeah, yeah. This was was humbling for sure. But like I said, I think I'm coming out victorious. (laughs) Guys, I don't even know if I hate it anymore. It's like making fun of the kid who's eating paste in the back of the classroom. (laughs) Six three six. You can tell this Mizzou education has gone downhill. Yep. I, I, I skipped the class about pronouncing French what about Canadian the, what about hockey about the goaltender players? who was sent in? Well, now it's it's moving quickly since there's so many other uh, texts coming in. Uh, Patrick Waugh. That's correct. Not, who you did think was in net for the Bruins in 2019. Right, and did a hell of a job until Game 7. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah. No, unfortunately point, for them. had already coached the Avalanche for a few <laughs> years, much less was in net. Uh, all right, there it is. Jackson, Mike, well done. That's flat out <laughs> producing a segment. Uh, here comes a segment that Chris Kerber has produced. It's called So What'd Your Grandma Think? It's next on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. 
Sometimes the media asks bad questions. Not not a good question. Like, Coach, uh, how cool was it that it was a Wisconsin player that uh, sank the winning shot? Well, they're all Wisconsin players. Or, I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers. Yeah, no, not right now. Okay, thanks. And when that happens, players will fire back. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Stop asking me stupid questions. Now it's time for... So what's your grandma think? What do we have today? We're just going to replay the last segment? <laughs> yeah, that might that honestly might be the move. This one isn't great. Uh, wow, you're having a banner show. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, let me pick a bad one. <laughs> it's not great. And let but, me really do a really get the audience ramped up by telling them how bad it is. Right, well, I just want to make sure people know we, our computer system was a little messed up this oh, morning so wow. i couldn't really Blame cut audio like i did system. yeah it's mm-hmm. excuses coming out so it's lebron james after losing to the milwaukee bucks well this is recent this is last night yeah does it hit different in the sense of what does it tell you something deeper about your team compared to yeah it tells we ain't we ain't on their level i mean i probably i'd have told you that before the game started do you think you can reach that level where they are right now um, I don't know. Um, do I think we can reach the level where Milwaukee is right now? Um, no. Is that what you, that what you want to hear from me? No. Does it hit different in a there it is. I kind of, I kind of was actually intrigued by that exchange. Right. As, as weird as that sounds. Right. Just... And I thought it was a fair question. I thought it was a fair answer from LeBron. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he he went on to say that you know, well, after we won the championship in the bubble. I don't think a lot of people think that thought that we could get on our level. So it's just that's how it goes. Right, so it wasn't the worst one we've had, but he, he I would and be you're blaming intimidated. You're the computer system. Being I right. would be intimidated if LeBron James answered that the way he did there. I would be scared. Yeah. I, 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 thought it was a good, I actually thought it was a legitimately good question. Uh, Tim, you're still a little S. That's from the 636, which that's I nice. think is actually the most accurate thing sent into the text line. Nice parting words. Um, guys, is this show meant to get everyone's venom out so BK and Alex don't get wrecked? LOL. That's from the 636. Right. Solid build up for the clip, Jackson, that's from the 60s. It was a great intro. Okay, this one's not really good, but please stick around and listen. All right, we got to go. Uh, BK and Ferrario are up next. This has been Balloon Party, DBA, Our Town, DBA, Honesty, and Media on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.